Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, I'm Jenny Gwen, and this is Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am so grateful that you were with me today. I want to share with you the faith journey that I've been on over the past six months. It's a journey where, looking back, I can see the hand of God. I can see the puzzle pieces that He has been moving around to send me in a certain direction. And it all started with a pilgrimage to Medjugorje in April. I am so blessed that this was the fourth time that I've been on a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. It's a place that is near and dear to my heart. Every time I go over to Medjugorje, I feel like I leave a little piece of my heart behind. I have this yearning when I return to go back. And if you've ever been to Medjugorje or have been on a pilgrimage that's really touched you and transformed you, then I'm sure you understand what I mean. When I went on the pilgrimage, was transformed, and my faith was renewed, I came back with a desire to share my faith in bigger and bolder ways. I I didn't know exactly what that looked like, but I just knew that I had to share my faith in a way that changed lives. It's easy to go on a trip or even go on a pilgrimage and talk about all of the things that you experienced and the things that you saw and the, the different activities and the food and the people. But it's another thing to come back and to take your transformation, to take what you've learned and use it to equip and encourage others, to help strengthen the faith of your family and your friends. And that is really what I wanted to do. I just, I had this um, restlessness inside of me that I wanted to not just come back and relay stories, but that I really wanted to take this love of the faith, this gift of the Holy Spirit, this connection with Christ, and find ways to share it with others that impacted and changed their lives. So shortly after the trip, I started reading a book called The Spiritual Gifts Handbook by Randy Clark and Mary Healy. Randy Clark is a famous minister. He has a healing ministry. He teaches people how to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He just has beautiful witnesses and testimonies. He works around the world. And he partnered for this book with Dr. Mary Healy, who's a Catholic Bible scholar. She's a teacher. 
And if you ever want to learn about healing from a Catholic perspective, Dr. Mary Healy is a great resource. So as I'm reading this book, I can feel the fire burning. I can feel myself getting excited about these gifts that I'm not necessarily walking in at the moment. If you are Catholic like I am, if you grew up Catholic, then you probably know when you prepare for confirmation, you talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. You talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, You talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But for me, I never learned a lot about the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, those gifts like words of knowledge, prophecy, signs and wonders, gifts of faith, the discernment of spirits, and the gift of healing. I've heard about those, but in the Catholic circle that I've been in, there hasn't been a lot of emphasis placed on them. I I believe in them. I know they're out there, but I've never really like prayed about them or I don't know if a better word, research them to see what they might look like in my life. And so reading this book, I could feel that fire. I I want to explore these gifts. I want to step into these gifts because that's a way that I could equip and encourage others, that I could help them uh, strengthen their faith. So as I'm reading this book, I was doing some research to see Was there a possibility that I could go hear Randy Clark speak or Dr. Mary Healy? And I found out that every summer, Randy Clark has a conference called Greater Things, where he has speakers who walk in all of these gifts, who have ministries based in these gifts, come and share, you know, their stories and how they see the Holy Spirit working in their lives and in their ministry. And so I reached out to a good friend who's a priest, and he's been my spiritual director, Father Mark, and asked him what he knew about this conference. And he happened to be taking a 90-day sabbatical this summer and said that he had already registered for the conference. And he encouraged Gary and I to meet him in Oklahoma City for this four-day conference. So we made plans to attend and, you know, made all of the arrangements to go. At the bottom of the text, Father Mark said, you should also check out one of the speakers named Joanne Moody. But before you do, be sure to buckle your seatbelt because she is going to blow you away. So I started watching videos and listening to her speak online. I ordered her book and... That book was one that propelled me this summer. Like, I had this hunger to learn more. The Spiritual Gifts Handbook opened the door, and then Joanne Moody's book, I jumped in with both feet. In the book, it referred to Joanne living in California, and I thought, well, you know, what are the chances of her offering anything in Tennessee or, you know, somewhere in the South? It happened because of divine intervention, that Joanne was hosting two events in July in the Nashville area. The first one was a life school intensive. She has a ministry school called Life School, and it was like a three-day intensive that was just a fire hose of everything that she teaches in her school. 
And then the second one was a women's retreat for women who are in ministry to pour into them since they're always pouring into others. And it just, the timing, everything was divine intervention between trips, family obligations, and obligations with my ministry. The timing for all of these things worked out perfectly. And so I was able to attend both of Joanne's events. It was almost like the more that I learned, the hungrier I became to learn more and to really walk in these gifts. And so that led to just so many connections within the Catholic community, but also outside of the Catholic community. I will be honest and say that I live in a Catholic bubble. I am a cradle Catholic. I went to a Catholic um, elementary school and high school. I taught in a Catholic school for 26 years. My children went to the same Catholic elementary school and high school. And so I live in this very comfortable Catholic bubble. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this summer, I was given the opportunities to sort of step out of that bubble. Actually, I was given the opportunity to step out of my box, to step out of my comfort zone, and to have conversations, faith conversations with men and women from different denominations. And I'm just going to be honest, at times that has made me uneasy because being in a Catholic bubble, I don't know a lot about different religions. But this summer, I was exposed to people from different churches, different denominations from all across the country. And it was so beautiful because we had these heartfelt conversations at these conferences And, you know, I could share some of my beliefs and the teachings of the church with them, and then they could share what was on their heart and their beliefs. And I believe that I know the Catholic faith well enough that I can allow things to filter through that lens of truth that comes from Scripture and that comes from church teachings And so I can filter things to know the things that I should take away and the things that I should leave. Actually, there were four takeaways from all of the different conferences, the books, all of the different connections that I made this summer. I had four takeaways that really stuck with me. So not only did I go to the Greater Things Conference and the uh, Joanne Moody events, but I also did a summer intensive with Encounter Ministry. Again, it's working in those supernatural gifts. And a couple of months ago, I had signed up to go with a group of friends to the JP2 Healing Center's Healing the Whole Person Weekend. And so looking back, I can see how there were all of these different puzzle pieces with the same theme that God was putting into place to create the path that He wants me to take, the path that I feel that He's called me on. It's amazing how when you're willing to step out of your box, when you're willing to be a little uncomfortable. I can remember the day that I was driving to the the Joanne Moody, her life school intensive, and it was about 45 minutes from the house. And the whole way there, I was thinking, what am I doing? I've lost my mind. I don't know anybody here. 
It's not a Catholic event. Like, I have lost my mind. And and I told myself, you know what? Just go for the first day. Just go for the first day, and then you don't have to go back for days two and three. And coming in, I immediately felt welcome. The team was amazing. The people that I sat with, we were all there because of our love for Christ and because we wanted to learn more about these gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when you sat down and we started hearing the speakers talk and share, we all became one family. It's the same Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so at these events, I made some some great friends that I still text with, and we pray for one another. Um, I made some amazing Catholic connections. Turns out there were several Catholic women um, who were there and on the team meeting them. They've connected me with other Catholics around the country. So it's just, it's really gotten me out of my box and opened my eyes to seeing other things. So here's what I want to share with you. I said there were four takeaways from all of these um, conferences, events, and books this summer. And the first one is worshiping. If you've ever been to a conference, Encounter Ministries does this, and JP2 Healing did this, at the the Greater Things Conference, for the first hour before you had a speaker, before you did anything else, there was like this worship hour, and musicians would come on, and they would play music. For me, when we go to Mass, music is very reverent, right? It's you open your missile and you sing and the words can touch your heart. But this was worship in a different sense. You would see people worshiping with their bodies, whether they had their hands in the air, there were people who were dancing, there were people with flags. They were all expressing their faith through the music in different ways. So that was beautiful to see because, again, that's very different than the way most of us, unless you're in a very charismatic Catholic church, that's very different than the way most of us worship. Watching people just be so present with God through the music inspired me. And one of the things that I learned is that music is truly an expression of praise glory, and honor, and reference. Like all of that can come through the music. If you just stop and you place yourself in the sound, the melodies, the notes, the words of the music, it can really help you connect with Christ. Your emotions rise to the surface and the words can really touch your heart. I'm gonna be honest with you. At the beginning when we were doing this, In my mind, I'm like, do we have to worship for an hour? Like three or four songs would be plenty, and then we could get on with the speakers. But what I learned was to really like settle in, to really sit. And if I felt called to stand and, you know, put my hands up, I just allowed myself to be moved by the music, to be moved by the words of the music. And when I did, I really began to connect with Christ in a different way. I began to feel the emotions of the music. And several times I was overcome with tears. And so worshiping through music was something that was a little different for me. 
The second one, and I'm not saying that all Catholics are this way, but I didn't grow up learning Bible verses. I'm not one of those people that, you know, can spout off different books and chapters and verses. But the people that I was around this summer, they knew their Bible. When they would be talking about the love of Christ or forgiveness or the Holy Spirit, immediately Bible verses would come to their mind. And not only could they say them, you know, they could tell you where they were in the Bible. And it really inspired me to dig into my Bible. I feel like I read the Bible every morning. Part of my prayer time is to read the daily readings and the psalm and the gospel. And so I read the Bible, but it encouraged me to read the Bible in a different way, to really get to know the different books of the Bible, to know the promises that God gave us in the Old Testament, to see the signs and wonders of Jesus and the apostles in the Gospels. And so it has really inspired me to look at the Bible through a different lens, through the lens of curiosity. That has been one of my goals, is to learn Bible verses related to what I'm facing in my life. The next one, and this was kind of an aha moment that I had, was that I often limit God. Sitting in these conferences and hearing people talk about these miracles that they have seen through the power of prayer or watching people come up on the stages and be prayed over and how, you know, the Spirit manifests. It's not necessarily the way I normally worship. And so for a little bit, it took me back. And, you know, your mind goes to disbelief because it's not something that's common. It's not something that I'm used to, but it's also not something that's within human understanding. It's not something that I can say, okay, that happened because of this. When you're talking about the supernatural gifts, you have to let go of human understanding and you have to trust in God. You have to take God out of a box. I tend sometimes to put God in a box, a box, um, you know, that where I put Mass and where I put confession and the Eucharist, all of the sacraments, my prayers. And so sometimes I keep God limited because I place Him in a box. And so, again, I was encouraged this summer to take God out of the box and to just let myself believe anything is possible with God. When we pray the joyful mysteries, and the very first one is the Annunciation, Luke says, everything is possible with God, then why do I continue to put God in a box? If I truly believe that the angel appeared to Mary and told her that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, if I believe that, then that belief can be transferred into anything is possible with God, right? And so I realize when I limit God— it can also mean that I have a lack of faith. I have this unbelief that when I read the Gospels and see all of the miracles and the healings and deliverances, all of those things that Jesus did in the Gospels, those things are still possible today because He left us the Holy Spirit. 
we have the Holy Spirit. And because of that, that Holy Spirit living within us, that's what makes possible those supernatural gifts. Number four was identity. All of these conferences, the books, really drove home the importance of knowing your identity in Christ. I I think we all sometimes want to know who we are. Personality tests are so popular now to know where you fall on the personality test and what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. Those are good. Those can help you communicate better or collaborate at work or in ministry. But really and truly, our identity, the thing that is the most important is our identity in Christ. So often if we're asked, you know, who are you? Our first response would be, I'm a wife, a mom, a daughter. Maybe it's your profession, a teacher, a salesperson, whatever it is. But we don't always say, well, I am the daughter of a king. And so I think that was something else this summer is really thinking about my identity. Like what defines me? Am I defined by my faith and what I know to be true about the love of Jesus and about the love of the Father? Or is my identity defined based on my friends or what the world tells me I should be, or worse than that, social media? Those four things were key takeaways for me, trying to to worship in different ways using music as a means to worship and glorify and praise God, digging into the Bible and coming to know the Bible intimately because it is the living Word of God, then trying not to limit God, taking God out of that box and believing anything is possible, even the situation that seems hopeless, whether it's a diagnosis or a broken relationship or some hurt or wound that just seems like it can never be healed and made whole, believing that anything is possible with God. God created the heavens and the earth. He created man and woman. Having this belief that He can move mountains in my life and in your life. God can move mountains. He can move the obstacle that's in front of you. And then four is the identity, gaining my personal identity from Christ, from the love of the Father. So that's a little bit about my summer. Hopefully that will encourage you to step out of your box. It'll encourage you to maybe explore a conference or read a book or just to take a minute to stop and Think about what is that yearning that you have going on in your heart? How do you want to share your faith? And one of the things that has come from all of this is that I want to teach women how to magnify Christ in their little corner of the world. So often we tend to think that we have to do big things. We have to go to Africa or we have to start some huge ministry or organization to make a difference. But really and truly, when you are filled with the love of the Father, when you encounter the Father and your heart is filled with His love and your identity is set in that love, your life is transformed. It is through that love that you are transformed. It is through that love that 
your brokenness is healed and you're made whole. When that happens, you can go out and magnify Christ to the world. Just like when I returned from that pilgrimage to Medjugorje, I wanted to shout from the rooftops everything that I had experienced, the ways that I had seen God working. I did a, I recorded a show called the, the commissioning of Medjugorje. And so it is our responsibility as Christians to magnify Christ in our little corner of the world. So I hope this has inspired you. I hope it's encouraged you to step out of your box, to stop, to stop limiting God, and to look for new ways to come to know Him, to love Him, and to serve Him. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for your great wonders. We thank you for your love, a love that never changes, a love that is constant, a love that remains the same no matter what we do. Lord, help us to remember that we can never be separated from your love, that your love is with us on our best days, but it is also with us on our worst days. Lord, please place people in our path who are lost and who maybe don't recognize your love. Help us magnify your love to them. Lord, give us the strength and the courage to speak about your great love. We ask that you bless our families. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, until next week, go out and magnify Christ in your little corner of the world. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.